Hey, Google, play In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. All right, playing the latest episode of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they and Ethan get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check your flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the marbles we're in the marbles uh, We're in the marbles In the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 17 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. My name is Soda, you can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter. And my name is Ethan, you can follow me on Twitter at Viva La Ethan. Episode 17, give me a driver that drove number 17. Matt Kenseth. Matt Kenseth. I yes. was going to say Daryl Waltrip, mm. just because that was my childhood. That was Matt Kenseth was my childhood, so I mm-hmm. totally understand that. I saw a car with him. I just online today. I saw a car that I'd forgotten that he drove. It was a different colored paint scheme. I mean, it was the same colors, Dewalt. But a lot of times he has that crazy design down the side of it or something. Mm-hmm. This one was like a solid yellow with a black roof or something like that with silver rims. Uh, I can't remember what year it was, but I saw that on a diecast just browsing through Macari today. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was a really nice looking Dewalt huh. scheme. Probably the best one he had, honestly. Cool. To me, the simplest designs are always the best. Yeah, for sure. Except with Daryl Waltrip, I like the Western Auto car best. Yes, there's no comparison about that Western Auto. It was, oh, it's beautiful. I always like dull, muted colors with neon. Mm, yeah. Like that one had white different shades of gray into black and the bottom stripe around it was neon. And I think it had Chrome numbers. Yes, it did. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I actually had that 124 scale diecast way back in the day. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was so awesome. Rubber tires and everything. It was too, uh, too detailed for Mm -hmm. racing champions to put in 164 scale. So they just made a sticker and put down the side of the car. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's just what they used to do back in the early nineties. Yeah. So last time we talked was before, before SummerSlam, wasn't it? It was, yeah. How's your How's your time been? How's your last couple of weeks been? Man, it's been busy. Um, I mean, it's been good. That's a true story I just made up. But like, I mean, <laughs> it's been really, really good. Got some. I'm actually waiting for the UPS guy to get here today because back when last year I actually had money in my bank, uh, I went and and uh, I tried to keep up with all the Kyle Busch race version die, uh, 124 scale diecast cars. Um, mm-hmm. Just because like it's one of my things in life that I want to have every single race version Kyle Busch diecast car, and uh, due to I only had eight left, uh, but due to uh, my house getting broken into, I have to restart my collection. And they thankfully, thankfully they left uh, two on my diecast, but they were both destroyed. So pretty much starting over. I think I have the 124 scale race version Coda, uh, Road America, Atlanta, Texas, Nashville, and then the Cup Series Pocono race version 124 scale. They're all ARC. 
So I'm um, really, really excited to get that box. I've been waiting for over a year for it. So oh. I'm, I'm very much excited for it. It should be here any second. So I have all my windows open. So if we have to take a little <laughs> bit of a, a break just to get it inside, I'll open them later. <laughs> I've got the uh, 164 scale of Petty's 200th Lynn coming. Yes. Not today, oh, but man. it just, I actually, funny story. My uh, youngest son actually got it for me. For my birthday i mean for really? christmas this year last year yeah we never got a shipping notification uh -huh. right and i got with lionel racing about that because i see all these you know second party people have mm -hmm. them in stock i'm like when do they start shipping to the people that pre-ordered it from you guys and they said yeah. well it's already been shipped you should be contacting customer service to see what's going on yeah contact customer service and there's no record of us ordering it from lionel racing like okay well, I what? guess something got screwed up and we're just out 10 bucks because there's no, we didn't even find an email in our system for it. She really? knows she ordered my, my wife knows she ordered it, you know, with my son's money. That's just, you know, I was like, well, it looks like they're still on the website and they're in stock. So just order another one. So, you know, <sighs> so we did that and it shipped today. And then we also got another email saying that our other diecast that we thought we didn't order ship to, oh. it came from <gasps> fanatics. Oh not, no. <laughs> So you got two of them. Yeah, we got two coming. Awesome. So one, one to go to the kids. And, That's good. Uh, one to be on my shelf. But yeah, I saw the conversation between you and, and Lionel Racing on Twitter. I actually read that conversation, and I was like, oh, okay, like cool. Um, man, big shout out to Lionel Racing for whoever runs that account because they're so like yeah, they're on top of it. Yeah, they're very very on top of it. And I know it's uh, Lionel Racing has a podcast uh, called Authenticated. Uh, I listen to it obviously every single episode. I just cannot remember the lady's name who runs the social media, but she's mm -hmm. doing a fantastic job. So that's what's coming here. I we I, I actually got a couple of figures in too recently. Oh. We got the uh, Ultimate Edition 1985 Hulk Hogan. Okay. And, man, that's so good. That's Is such it? a good figure. It's it's perfect. It's really? probably the best Hulk Hogan ever made. I mean, they got really? his tan right. The The necklace isn't, you know how, like, Mattel sometimes does those necklaces really, really thick mm -hmm. and big and... And it's actually done perfectly. Yeah. It's got that cloth shirt that rips. He's, he's even got a white bandana. Mm. I don't know many Hulk Hogan figures that have a white bandana. And the right. face is perfect. I mean, it's just can't. And it's got the old silver uh, WWF title. Mm. Just unique. And I personally think it's the best one they've made. And also got the fan takeover Shawn Michaels Ultimate Edition too. And best Shawn Michaels ever made in my opinion. It's just this, Mattel is killing that, it. Wait, okay. The Shawn Michaels, is that the one in the red? Yes. Oh man, that's such a good figure. Oh, lucky you know, duck. I actually mm -hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. You actually what? Uh, so I actually had like two different orders on Ringside, um, and I actually just delete, uh, canceled them yesterday mm -hmm. uh, for some reason. I don't know. I just like I can't, I can't compartmentalize. I I have. I can't say that word. What's that word? Compartmentalize. Uh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Um, compartmentalize. Yeah, I can't say that word very fast, but I can't do that with figures and diecast cars because yeah. obviously diecast cars are a hundred dollars a piece. Um, clearly, I don't have that money right now. I, I want to focus more on my Kyle Busch diecast cars than my my action figures. Um, so I think I'm just gonna put those uh, getting any sort of new action figures on the hiatus for right now because I just, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really into them right now. But that Shawn Michaels is fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole Kogan is a little bit before my time, so I had no interest in it. Yeah. Um, but those figures are really awesome, and that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good week for you. Last year, they had that WrestleMania Nine Hulk Hogan, the one mm -hmm. that had the black eye with it. Yeah. And everybody was like, "What a neat 
thing they added to that. Nobody ever thought they got that black guy, WrestleMania nine Hulk Hogan. Uh-huh. I don't know. Just it's weird, right? <laughs> I know where this and, is going. <laughs> well, yeah. And, uh, it sold out really, really fast on Amazon as an Amazon exclusive. And mm-hmm. Mattel said, Oh, well, we'll restock. Well, they restocked, but they said, well, it's the second run of the figure. So it's going to take a while. So it's about a year. It, was, it took about a year. And, uh, I think October would have been a year. And that was the original chip date. It was October. Oh, no. And a couple of months ago, I would kept, I keep checking. It was like, yeah, it's still October, whatever. I, you know, pre-order it. I'll be patient. It's coming, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. A couple of months ago, it got moved up to August. I'm like, well, that's neat. And then it got moved to the same day that the Shawn Michaels was coming. And I've, I apparently I'm lucky with the Shawn Michaels because a lot of people are getting their stuff canceled from Shawn Michaels too. Really? Spoiler. It was, uh, Shawn Michaels got here early, but then I pre-ordered the Goldberg just recently and the Goldberg got moved up to the date that the Hulk Hogan was supposed to go, be getting here. Mm-hmm. But now Goldberg's pushed back to October. This is so confusing. Amazon's all over the place here. Wow. So now Goldberg's back in October. Hulk Hogan's supposed to be here this, this past Tuesday, like uh, as we record yesterday, honestly. Mm-hmm. And as it was supposed to be here, which I knew it wasn't because there was no shipping details, I got the email saying it was canceled. Oh, no. You pre-order something a year ago, oh. and the day it's supposed to arrive, they cancel it. Oh my goodness. How frustrating is that? And I know they had some stock because it's on Amazon right now for $179. Ooh. Maybe they just didn't want me to pay $32.99 or whatever I pay for it. (laughs) They really want your money. Yeah. But I know they shipped it to some people because it's all of a sudden that particular figure is getting a lot of Macari hits Mm. for $90 to $100. Is that Goldberg the one that has the smoke coming out of his mouth? It is. Okay. See, I don't have a Goldberg. Mm. I and I know they released plenty of them. I just never bought one. Wait, and wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait. I'm sorry. I keep on hitting my microphone, and it's really making me mad. So, out of all, <laughs> out of all the Goldbergs that Mattel has made so far, you saw that one, and you were like, mm, "That's the one." Well, it has both titles. <laughs> okay, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's it. True. The, that <laughs> that face is not on the figure. That face is in the box. It gotcha. isn't like it's displayed with that figure. Are, um, are you gonna? Is no, the no smoke? it stays in the box. If that's what you're wondering. Oh, okay, I got you. My, I got you. My, uh, I don't open these things because I like to get them autographed. And if Goldberg sure. does another signing, I didn't have anything for him at WrestleCon a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And if he does another signing, that's what you get. You get mm-hmm. his uh, world title win figure, which is what this yeah. is. This is the figure he beat. Hulk, he beat Hollywood Hulk Hogan. So when you put it like that, it's, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, if you're gonna get a Goldberg, get the ultimate. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. One hundred percent. Yeah, we haven't talked since SummerSlam. So, Lord, we. Uh, yeah. Since we talked, I have. I went to SummerSlam, which was amazing. Really cool mm-hmm. show, except for the blinding light in my eyes halfway through it. Yeah. But you saw plenty of that on Twitter. I posted no pictures of it. <laughs> then we had uh, all the country music stuff. Like we went to the Johnny Cash Museum, mm. and now my seven-year-old's a die-hard Johnny Cash fan, which is there you go. awesome. <laughs> so cool. And we went to the Country Music Hall of Fame, which, man, so much stuff in there. It's so much fun. That's the rowdy energy, I'm assuming. It is, and it just exploded. <laughs> it exploded everywhere. Oh, man, my microphone is soaked. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was not expecting that. That's okay. Well, I was able to find some rowdy energies up that way because it was really? the Speedway gas stations mm-hmm. up that way. I think we got one somewhere anywhere around me, and it's 45 minutes away. So I don't get rowdy energy all the time unless I order it online. Nice. But yeah. um, what else we do? We we hit the uh, 
we went down, I guess they call it Broadway, where all the bars and stuff are up and down the street because the superstore was down there that that would be put up. And man, that vibe is so good. Yeah. It's so much fun. Uh, obviously, we had three kids. One, I'm a little baby that I'm carrying around. We, a baby, a two-year-old I'm carrying around. We couldn't mm. participate in a lot of that stuff. But man, it's like New Orleans, but with a more country and uh, party vibe instead of a uh, jazzy. I don't know. It's cleaner than New Orleans. New Orleans is a really dirty area. I mean, you got like people throwing up and peeing in the corners in the streets. Oh, that kind gosh. of stuff in New Orleans. You get that mess. Jeez, now, the bars are fun. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun down in New Orleans, but Nashville is a party. I just, I feel like Nashville is a whole different vibe that I'm more into, honestly. And every place you went to, every bar had a live act singing something. And you know all those famous country singers, they went through all that. Oh, yeah. So you know good and well, you're probably listening to somebody as you're walking up and down. It's going to be on the radio one day. Yeah. But yeah, it was so much fun. And it took us a minute, too. We were on the, um, to realize this, we were on the, the bridge heading downtown. And we were mm -hmm. passing Nissan Stadium. This was on the uh, Friday when we were coming in. We were passing Nissan Stadium. And we were like, man, these the fence on this bridge is really high. Why the fence is so high? And it also curves in at the top like a prison. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, like when you're you in yeah. the prison yards where the fence, the barbed wire curves in to keep the prisoners yeah. from climbing over it. Yeah. Um. Well, like a catch fence, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going up and down this bridge and we're like, wait a minute. This is the IndyCar track. Uh huh. <laughs> we are on the Music City Grand Prix IndyCar track. Like, yeah. how freaking cool is that? And we saw how it was going to be laid out. And man, it was just so cool because it ran right by the stadium. And then we got to the parking lot during SummerSlam. I didn't even realize it until uh, we were inside and we were looking out because it was too hot to get out in the stadium right away. So we waited until the mm -hmm. pre show started. Actually, I don't even think there was a pre show. I think it just went right into it. We were waiting out in the lobby just having a few drinks, uh, one drink, I'm sorry, one drink, because a White Claw was $22. No, it was a Bud oh. Light Seltzer. It was a, it was Bud Light Seltzer. It was $22. I said, well, why ain't doing that again? No. No, when they're like $3 at Walmart? Come on. Um, oh, Lord, $22? Yeah, I wasn't the world. They oh People goodness. buy a lot more of them if they were like seven or eight, like a normal mm -hmm. place. You know, I would have bought no two joke. or three of them if it was like that. But $22 a pop? Nope. No. I'd rather buy a hat. Yeah, you know, exactly. Which I did. When we looked out over the parking lot where we were parked, my uh, youngest son, he looked down and said, look, there's a start-finish line. I was like, there's not a start-finish line right here by the stadium. It's over there on the bridge. It's like, no, look, there's a start-finish line. And I looked down. I was like, well, I'll be dang. There's a start-finish line. We're looking at the front straightaway. Wow. And it went, went, went uh, right by the stadium. It had the little checkered flag start-finish line. And if you look close enough on the other side of that little grassy area, there were pit stalls. And you could see where the burnouts were taking place when they when they leave the pits, like where they've done this before. You mm -hmm. could see the markings, and you saw where the walls were getting ready to be put up, and where the pit where the uh, pit boxes were going to be, like the the pit wagons and stuff. Like you could see all this stuff. It was like the next week it was they were going to have a race there. I was like, well, ain't this cool? And we wound up getting our picture taken wow. on the start finish line with Nissan Stadium in the background. So cool. It's a, a merger awesome. of the two things that you really like, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. racing. I don't particularly care for indie cars too much but it was neat to see that on tv knowing that we were just there driving on all that it's really cool that's awesome so i guess let's get on into a little bit of the indie road course and michigan talk all right we um 
we missed the two races since we've been back, uh, since we've, you know, last recorded, I mean. Tyler Reddick won his second race at Indy, and then all of a sudden, Kevin Harvick come out of nowhere after you saying he couldn't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did say that. I sure did. And he won Michigan. So now we have mm-hmm. one spot left open for a winner in the playoffs. Yeah. And right now, Ryan Blaney's holding that spot down. But, man, we got some tracks coming up, two of them in particular, mm-hmm. that we could it could really throw some stuff completely out the window in these, these two tracks, two of the three oh, tracks yeah. coming up. Yeah, for sure. Daytona being one, and what would you consider the other one? Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen. Okay. I, I really would, because look at the road course winners we've had this year. That's true. I mean, who who all? We've got, uh, well, Briscoe won last year at Indy, right? No, no, Almondinger won last year at Indy. Briscoe yeah, had, a, had a problem. Didn't Briscoe win one this year? When, what did Briscoe win this year? Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay. Yes. So we had Suarez winning a, a road course. And we've had Tyler Reddick winning two road courses. And Michael McDowell's been in the top five on several road courses this year. Yeah. He has a shot to win two of the next three races. Yes, he does. Absolutely. He could easily win Watkins Glen or Daytona. Like, he's easily meaning it's in the cars for him to do that. Like, it can actually happen. And imagine the playoff scenario when Michael McDowell comes in and all of a sudden Ryan Blaney and Truex, they're completely out. So let me ask you this. What if Ryan Blaney wins this weekend at Richmond and then uh, Michael McDowell wins at Daytona? Michael McDowell would be out, right, because he doesn't have enough points? It would depend because there was a string there in the middle of the season where Michael McDowell was gaining more points than the top. God, he was like second or third in the amount of points he was gaining. Right. It, it would depend. I don't know how the points would stack up. I, I mean, know. I don't it know might be Kurt Busch out. That is true. What if he doesn't come back until after Daytona? How is that going to make the playoffs? Yeah, you got to have the points. I mean, it's not fair that he gets to sit out four or five races or whatever. If yeah, you know, if he won and he's in and he's he's made a certain amount of races, that's fine. But if he's if he won and there was more winners than the 16 required to make it in, he's mm-hmm. out. That's what yeah. I feel. Um, which really is unfortunate because like it's not like he's you know taking a vacation, you know. I mean he's he has a really bad concussion that doctors have not cleared him for. So I would rather him not worry about the playoffs and just get healthy because man, Kurt Bush, man, he's up there. You know, he's Kevin Harvick, he's Kyle Bush level. Like, you know, I I think you have more days behind you than in front of you. And at this point, you just need to be careful and, and be wise about your health. You think he has more days? Yeah, he does have more days behind. You're right. I misheard, yeah, misheard what you said because honestly, I think this is the last year. I think so too. I know he was honestly. planning on going next year, but with this, I feel like that's getting yeah. rushed. Yeah, absolutely. When he missed one week, I'm like, okay, I understand. Two weeks, yeah, but yeah. when he missed the third race, I'm like, eh. mm-hmm. it's getting there where he might not even come back this year. I mean, he might. They just Right. They just released a really cool paint scheme for Richmond uh, this year, for Kurt Busch, or for this weekend at Richmond, uh, for Kurt Busch. I don't know if he's going to be driving it, though. Yeah, might be a Ty Gibbs have you paint scheme. S- have you seen no, it? I have not. It's not really that great of a race looking race car, actually. <laughs> it's like black and white. I don't know, like it has this like waves on the side. It has no sponsors besides a really little uh, McDonald's and a really little Monster Energy down on the like by the tires. Yeah, maybe I have um, seen the, it because I feel like I saw a forty five, but it just didn't register to me that it was that was that car because it was on a, just yeah. wasn't 
really good. If you uh, if you go to my Twitter or twenty three eleven's Twitter, uh, you can actually see it. They released it, th- uh, I think, three hours ago. Mm. But the hood is really cool. It has like the Jumpman logo. Some words I can't really seem to read. Like I can't really read because I don't know if it's the font or just not English. Um, but it's just a very very basic looking race car. Yeah. So probably a Todd Gibbs paint job. Yeah, probably. So talk about him for a minute. He's had mm. three starts, uh, a 16th, a 15th, and a 10th. Is that right? Yes, yes. That's not bad. Dude. It's it's <laughs> not it's not you know tearing the world up or anything like that. But yeah. it's, it's solid for your first three starts in Cup. That's really Man. solid. Especially with how different the Cup cars are uh, compared to the Xfinity cars. Uh, it's you know a complete whirlwind. Uh, you can actually hear Ty Gibbs on this week's uh, episode of Dell Junior Download, mm-hmm. and he really opens up about his faith, his you know what it's been like in the Cup Series, what it's been like this season in the uh, Xfinity Series. It's a really good listen. Uh, I definitely encourage everybody to go listen to that. Um, Ty Gibbs has been man. I mean, he's been on point. Um, in the Xfinity series, in the Cup series, uh, like you said, it wasn't like you know he's not setting the world on fire, but that's pretty pretty solid, um, you know. And you don't think he's going to be in Xfinity next year? No, if he is, he'll be limited. He's going to run Cup next year. He's going to be in the eighteen. You think so? I do. I really do. I really. Yeah. I think Kyle Busch is done with Ty Gibbs doing this. He's mm-hmm. Kyle Busch is done. Gibbs doesn't want him back. He's too expensive. Uh, uh, yeah, and we're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. We can get, and I have we can get a into lot. it in just. A, as soon as you want to, because uh, I wasn't really planning on diving deep into Indy and Michigan anyway. Maybe just browsing over a couple of things, but we can get into Kyle Busch as soon as you want to. It doesn't matter. Cool. Give me one second because UPS is here. Okay. All right. Give me one second. I'm going to keep this in. My race cars are here. <laughs> you heard that. His race cars are here. <laughs> By the way, you may hear Mac running around in the background. We're recording during the day, so Mac is loose sorry i'm back now. you're back now have you opened your diecast yeah, sorry no i haven't it's a huge box <laughs> so i'm gonna wait until after the show i just wanted to make sure it was inside my house because i knew it was gonna be a big box no live unopening huh you want me to it, it's up to you <laughs> all right well let me go get a, let me go get a knife or something hang on oh, i love this <laughs> i'm the same way whenever something comes from target or ringside that would be matt you probably okay. heard that all right, mm-hmm. I'm back now. All right. How many did you get this time right now? Um, In this box, I think six. Six. Wow. Yeah. Retail or aftermarket? Retail. Okay. You know, there's one I'm looking at right now. It's a Rusty Wallace uh, Dodge Charger, Miller Junior Draft throwback car. Really? 1.4 scale. It's, got, it's going for like 70 on Macari. I'm eyeballing nice. it because, man, it looks good. On a Charger at that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's so many packing peanuts. Oh no. <sighs> I need my back cleaner. The one uh, the okay. one twenty four scale boxes aren't they clear? Like you can see through the box. Kind of. Not really. Like the new two thousand twenty two boxes. They're a lot more more open. Um yeah, a little bit more open. I remember Action. They used to come in a box just big enough for the car, like just big enough for the car inside a little styrofoam thing. And you take the lid off, and you have to unpack the styrofoam, and there's the car. But right. you couldn't see the car at all. Right. I didn't know how they uh, how Lionel Racing did their 124 scale. Now, 
Um, yeah, I can send pictures um, on Twitter yeah, and stuff. Sure. Put them on your Twitter. I'll retweet them. Yeah, sounds good to me. I keep on hitting my microphone, so sorry. <laughs> Anyone notices it on the recording? You are actively oh unboxing diecast. It's okay. Oh, man. So many packing peanuts. I do not like that. <laughs> but I like them in my diecast for sure. What's this? I don't even know what this is, but I think it's just tape with a bunch of tape. <laughs> All right, so... Let's see. We got the M&M's Ice Cream Road America Race to Win, 124. Cool. The M&M's Nashville win and the Xfinity Series. Uh, Texas win and Xfinity. Better visualization. What are the sponsors on those cars? So Circuit of America is Skittle Gummies. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know which, I know which one it is. Yeah. The Texas win and Xfinity was Twix. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nashville one is probably the one I'm excited about the most. It's the M&M's number 54 Xfinity Yeah, card. yeah, okay. And then the Road America is the M&M's ice cream car. But that's not all. I don't that. remember the ice cream car. I have to look that one up. Or just see your pictures. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. They also sent a um, really cool wave number... A 2022 wave number one, Kyle Busch authentic race car that's cool i already have that one but <laughs> give away yeah <laughs> yeah we can do it yeah absolutely if if you didn't buy it i mean i'm just saying if they just sent it if you bought it then it's you know it's yours <laughs> right yeah they just sent it to me uh the other one is uh xfinity atlanta raced win which is uh his that was the green extra gum okay sponsor and then should have one more, and that's the Cup Series Pocono M&M's. I think M&M's Mini mm-hmm. from last season, and that's all I got. Uh, oh. Don't don't hate me for what I'm about to say. Oh no, for what I'm about to say. Oh, soda. I'm having such a good day. Can you not? It's, <laughs> it's a good thing you're on a budget right now. Oh yeah, well <gasps> because he's not winning a whole lot of races at the moment. <laughs> No joke. And you know what? That's sometimes it's a blessing thing in disguise. It's like, yeah, my <laughs> wallet is like, oh, thank God. Sorry. You you pre-ordered his uh, dirt win from this year though, right? Oh man. So I did, but then something went wrong and it got canceled. Mm. And before the time, like I didn't realize it got canceled until like really late. So when I went through looking at things, I noticed that it wasn't on there. So I, I went to go reorder it because it doesn't cost any money to pre-order anything, I noticed that they were all out of stock. Mm. So I'm like, oh, shit. That would be the one I would want is right. the dirt one, honestly. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if you uh, if you have TikTok, go check out Lionel Racing's TikTok. There's actually prototypes of that race version, Kyle Bush, Bristol Dirt. My my big money goes to the figures. And mm. San Diego Comic-Con just happened. Mm, yeah. So I know I have one ringside pre-order, and that's the, uh, the Mega Powers 2-pack, which mm. is so amazing. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. I've been waiting for that my entire life, just about. Yeah. You have no idea. That's way too, you know, before my time, so I have no interest in it, but I think the molded handshake hands are mm-hmm. so, so cool. That is so And they so come awesome. packaged like that. Fantastic. Dude, they come packaged. like Yeah, if what he's talking about is there's there's a uh, set of hands. Like each each action figure nowadays, you can pop their hands off and put different hands. So they can be pointing, they can have fists, they can have an open hand, all that kind of stuff. There are there are two. There's one one hand mold together. There, it's two hands shaking each other, and it's yes. together, and they pop on both figures. So mm. that's how you get that handshake. 
he popped both ends of that handshake on one Hogan, one Savage, and crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy that they thought of doing that. And it's it's packaged that way. It's just excellent. It's so, probably my favorite figure of the whole year so far, if it comes out this year. Don't mind me. I have a lot of noise coming back here because they, they wrapped these diecasts up so much. But I just you're, wanna... you're playing with your cars. It's cool. Oh, my gosh. They're so cool, dude. Oh, look at that thing. Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize that the, uh, this big box that they came in had was super dusty on the bottom. So I laid it. I'm actually podcasting in my spare bedroom. I have a bed in my bed. And of course, like my house is decked out in like black. And so yeah. like my covered, like my sheets on my bed is black. And now I have this big dust square on my bed. So that's pretty cool. Um, oh, man. This thing, these are so cool, dude. I'm going to have to post pictures and put them on our Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Definitely put it put it on your personal Twitter, and I'll retweet them in the uh, set of the in the Marvels Twitter. All right, sounds good. Cool. That way, because me personally, I can't. I don't have Instagram, so I don't. I can't go into it and see what you, what you because you post from Instagram and it goes straight to our Twitter. It, yes, but I don't have Instagram personally, so I have to like log into different things to see it. So mm -hmm. I never really do. <laughs> I just say, okay, he posted something. <laughs> I normally try to retweet it, you know, but yeah. I love these things. Oh my gosh. And I only opened one, so because it's too noisy for the other five. <laughs> That's fine. Uh we opened all the little 164 scale next gen cars that we got, and man, they look weird. They look weird. They look, they look weird because we have the we have like a nine uh hooters from the year before <laughs> yeah. out too. And comparing the two of them, wow, they're different. Yeah. And I don't know. It's it's just gonna take a, take a little bit to get used to, especially the bottom of the cars. They they straight up look like indie cars on the bottom. Really? Yeah. They just that huh. whole flat thing where you can't see any pipes or anything like that. No suspension. It's just it's weird looking. You don't like it? I it, I still I don't like it on the real car. Hmm. I'd rather see the bottom, like when the car is actually upside down. I know it's weird, but when the car is upside down, it doesn't look like a NASCAR. Yeah. I'd rather have it look like a NASCAR, but. I don't mind the body style as much. I think it's like I, I told you, I think it's squatty, like wide and squatty. And it isn't, it doesn't really look good to me. I personally like the way the bodies look the last generation. Sure. But it is what it is. They look like, they look more like the street cars they're designed after. So I guess that's what they're going for. Yeah. They're going mm -hmm. after. So I don't know. I, it doesn't really matter to me what the car is in. Um, the die cast, I think. I don't know. I'm I'm very excited to get an extra and see how it how it looks and and if I I really want to know. You know those acrylic um, display uh, display stands mm -hmm. like they're called risers that some people are putting their diecast on. Yeah. I don't know with that um, diffuser. I don't know if you can put them on that anymore. So well, that, that's a big. I know worry. in the one sixty fourth scale, the diffuser really doesn't. I mean, it really isn't a thing. Like it's a thing, but it isn't nothing that is affecting anything right and you can always unscrew it if you get the elite and i always oh, yeah. seem to get the elites um so i take every one i'm off <laughs> see and i don't know i don't know if i don't i'll just have to you know figure it out when i like get one in hand and stuff yeah i don't i don't care for it but you know if i'm paying five or ten dollars uh in a little die cast i'm not gonna worry about too much right exactly uh by the way i was right on the san diego comic-con exclusive if you remember before, we tried to guess what it was. Mm, yeah, I was, I was actually right because I heard that rumor, and mm. that's exactly what it was. It was that no hold with Spar two pack, and I did not get it. 
You didn't get it? No, I was there five, ten minutes before, refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. It came up. I got in the queue, said six minutes, cool. And the six minutes got there. It was I went to go check out and it was out of stock. No way. It was that fast. Yeah, it was fast. Wow. But I got somebody helping me out with it. Um, it's still gonna cost me maybe about ten or fifteen dollars more than it would have, but it's not gonna cost me 150 like it's going for on Macari right now. Exactly. Yeah. But fig, man, fig life helping you. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it, it, it's it's gonna work out. It's just man, that was a rough because I hadn't missed one yet. Oh, dude. Okay, hang on. I'm sorry. I'm gonna interrupt you. So I just opened the uh, Pocono race version uh, cup car, which I said I was I wasn't going to, but this is so cool. Lionel Racing. I'm gonna work a shoot really fast. So like Lionel Racing doesn't get nearly as much credit as they deserve. Um, I'm looking at this diecast card. Oh gosh. And you can see like <laughs> actual M&Ms and like, you know, those little, um, little bottles that you just pop the top off and like, yeah, the little, so minis. Yeah. 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 The minis. So on this race car, you can see packages of M&Ms laying on the hood. You can see the little bottle of M&M minis on the roof and you can actually see little M&Ms all over the race car in victory lane. Cause like what they do is they go to victory lane and they take thousands and thousands of pictures of these race cars and they they have like really um uh, really good um what's the word i'm trying to say not designers but um people that produce these diecast cars and they put every speck of dirt every speck of damage or like even if it's a tiny little m&m on the hood or on the roof or like packages of m&ms they put they include that on the mm -hmm. diecast car so i seen that and i was just like oh my gosh that's so cool um, I'm definitely gonna have to take some really detailed pictures to show everybody. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> speaking of Kyle Bush, yes. Where do you think he's going? Um. Oh man, are we ready to have this conversation? Yeah, I, go ahead. I am so ready. Um, I think he's going to Stuart Haas. Hmm. Um. Okay. So let's go ahead and just open the the you know silly season rumor mill here. So I heard that Rick Rare Rick. Where racing, which is the owner of like the 51, the 52, 53, 54, um, in the cup series, they're always slow, always, you know, we call them moving chicanes because you have to just <laughs> always avoid them. Um, they're always in accidents, whatever. So I heard that they, for some reason, Rick Ware has four cup cards. I don't know how he can afford that. Um, he doesn't do very much, you know, at all. But the, the rumor is next, next season, he's going to downsize his cup series to one car and that one car driver is going to be Cole Custer hmm. that opens up the 41 at Stuart Haas racing. Yeah. Now who now the reason it's taking so long for Kyle Busch to sign a contract is Kyle Busch is asking for a certain amount of money. Yeah. I don't know what that money is. I don't know what that amount is. I heard it was 25 million per season. <laughs> so now if I was, so let's say I'm a team owner in NASCAR cup series and soda is my driver. I'm going to, I'm going to tell soda 5 million for a season, you know, just go out there and do your best, whatever. Um, soda goes out there and he wins 223 wins, you know, um, not all with my company, but like a, a real big fat majority of those wins came with my company. So now it's time to negotiate. Soda comes to and says, hey, I, I think I'm worth $25 million. Okay, well, at that point, I either can say, yes, you are, and I'm going to pay you that, or no, you're not, and we're going to have to figure something out. 
So that 25 million is not going to come out of my pocket. We have sponsors. Let's say, let's say Soda's sponsor is Coors Light. Coors Light is going to pay some of that 25 million. I'm going to pay some of that 25 million. Toyota, Ford, Chevy, whatever we're driving, it's going to pay a little bit of that money. Other sponsors, other secondary sponsors, like, um, you know, Coors Light is going to be the, the main sponsor, but we also have Interstate Batteries. We also have M&Ms. We also have DuPont. Uh, DuPont. You know, they're all going to pay a little bit more. Um, and so it's not just going to be that 25 million coming out of my pocket. To put this in perspective, Adam tweeted an hour ago, he said, asking prices for NASCAR charters have reached $20 million. Despite continuing spec, spec oh God, whatever that word is. Uh, so pretty much what I'm saying is this is 48% higher than what 2311 paid just last year for the 45 charter. So they spent $13.5 million on the 45 car just to get that race car, that charter. Now charters, if you want to buy a, a racing a race car in the cup series you're paying 20 million kyle bush if he is asking that 25 million that's five million more than what you could start your own team with that's a lot of money <laughs> so now we're seeing that kyle bush has done an interview saying that he's willing to work under his premium he's willing he's willing to take concessions uh all that stuff you know so like kyle's you know he's he's saying okay i might have been a little bit too high but it seems like Joe Gibbs has no interest in it anymore. Uh, according, I can't imagine he does. <laughs> according to um, Door Bumper Clear, Brett Griffin, who's the spotter um, for Colleague Racing, um, he said that Ford is in conversations with Kyle Busch. I would guess that's probably Gene Haas and Stuart, uh, Tony Stewart. Uh, Chevy is in conversation. I'm going to guess that's probably Rick Hendrick. Um mm. You don't, I mean, because Alex Bowman, he doesn't have any plans, right? I'm not sure. I mean, I, he's not underperforming, right? I mean, he's he's okay. And Hendrick's already had Kyle Busch once. Right. But so the, the reason Hendrick, the Kyle Busch's whole fiasco happened at, at Hendrick was because they were trying to bring Dale Jr. in. So there's a lot of conspiracy theories about, you know, what happened that day. I think it was at, what, Vegas or or kansas or something i don't know but it was back in 2007 um kyle bush left he wrecked his car team told him that he was done for the day so he left um guess i guess something happened and the car was able to get fixed and they needed to come out back out well dale jr had wrecked out earlier in the race which is no surprise to anybody so he jumped in the number five car and did kind of a tryout dale jr does not have to do a tryout dale jr is going to go wherever dale jr wants to go because anybody yeah. was going to pay that so i think that was kind of the pushing Kyle Bush out. So I wonder if, you know, and I know Kyle and Rick Hendrick, they're next door neighbors in, <laughs> in North Carolina. So I know they have a really good relationship and I wonder if maybe Alex Bowman won't be on the outside looking in. Personally, I think Joe Gibbs Racing is one of the most expensive, highest paying race teams in NASCAR right now. So if Joe Gibbs 25 million, if that's the number that they're, Kyle Bush is trying to get to, uh, who else will? Rick Hendrick will and Gene Haas will. Uh, so the next step along that is sponsorship. So if he goes to the 48, Ally is the sponsor of the 48 right now. Ally might not want Kyle Bush as their driver. So now if he goes to Hendrick, <laughs> you know, I, I don't care how much money Rick Hendrick has. Rick Hendrick has, he's kind of sponsoring his own race car with Kyle Larson with Hendrick. Hendrick's what Hendrick Auto Hendrickcars.com. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So Rick Hendrick really not is he's not really getting money from that sponsorship because he owns the sponsorship. So he's sponsoring his own. It's probably costing him more money to run that paint scheme. But 
What's the primary sponsor of the 41? Haas, Adam, yeah, Adam, Haas. Automation. So they, they're pretty much doing the same thing. So if Kyle Busch wants to go to Haas, uh, Stuart Haas Racing, he doesn't really have to look for a sponsor. I'm sure he probably still will be looking for secondary sponsors, but as far as he doesn't have to worry about that no more. And I bet you if there's anybody in this garage area that's going to pay that $25 million, it's going to be Gene Haas. It's interesting you said that charters were going for $20 million right now and that's roughly Kyle Busch's asking price yes that's interesting you wonder if some team I was like you you talking about wear racing and how they have four cars yeah it makes sense if they want to downsize and get 60 million dollars yeah for three charters and focus on one car and it's almost like it was like, well they could hire somebody like Kyle Busch for that kind of money right you know I mean maybe maybe a smaller team would do that too like I heard Colic racing yeah was in play with chevy and um is anybody scheduled to be in the 10 car next year um so right now we're hearing rumors that it's either going to be ryan priest or eric amarola is going to just come back he's not going to retire i think that spot is going to be filled uh mm -hmm. whether it's eric or whether it's ryan priest i'd love to see ryan priest in it um i'd love to have him get a really fair shot um, he's been he's been racing with uh, Rick Ware Racing, and he actually has a brand new diecast coming out of uh, the number fifteen Rick Ware Racing uh, Patriotic uh, race car. They just showed pictures of that yesterday. The Hunts Brothers one. Yes, oh, it looks so good. I I'm back on fourth, and whether or not that's good looking or not, because that really? green just not blend well with that red, white, and blue to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. No, I don't know. I think it, it looks, looks really awesome. It looks clean, but mm -hmm. it doesn't look great to me like it's good it's a clean paint job but the colors are just whew. yeah i can but, see that man i like the design of it i just feel like if it was a different color than that hunts brother green mm -hmm. yeah but whatever yeah i said i was I still <laughs> yeah you're still opening car <laughs> yeah i said i was gonna stop but here i am i just want to live my life I, I still think he's going to track house you think so yeah i think they're gonna buy one of those charters and he's going to track house well, I know Kyle has a really, really good relationship with colleague, and I know he has a really awesome relationship with Justin Marks as well. So, um, I mean, it's it's honestly, he could, he could go anywhere. And there's still some simple-minded people that say, oh, Kyle Busch might not have a ride tomorrow, uh, next year. What are you yeah, talking that's, about? That's dumb, yeah. He'll be somewhere. Kyle Busch? Do you think Kyle Busch is going to land somewhere? No, Kyle Busch has people blowing his phone up all day all night trying to just get a conversation with him hey what are you looking for hey what are you asking for kyle bush probably doesn't have enough time to answer all these phone calls people are saying that he's gonna no get out of here with that stuff he could be in the 41 stewart haas car next year he could be in the 48 next year he mm -hmm. could the 48 hendrickcars.com car he could be in the 16 rowdy energy car next year who mm -hmm. knows yeah and or he could still he could stay at the joke racing and he could well, be racing that's not number 18. you don't that's think so happening. no ty gibbs that's it that's ty gibbs's ride well it was interesting on um the dale jr download they asked him they said are you going to cup racing next year and he says uh i don't know that means yes so I, I guess that was not the plan. The plan was for him to go for a full another year Xfinity. Right. He's but, going cup racing next year. So he's definitely going cup racing. I think Ty Gibbs is either going to land in the 18 Monster Energy Toyota Camry, or I don't know. I think he might end up in the 45 for, uh, for uh, 2311 just for a year. He could do that for a year, but honestly, I don't think they're going to sign Kyle Busch back. I don't think so. At this point, so, um, it's getting really frustrating as a as a fan, because you know I know Kyle Busch. Well, I don't know Kyle Busch. Following him since I was fourth grade, you know I've I've 
I mark his aneurysms, mannerisms, maxims. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you well, mark it as aneurysms. <laughs> well, you know what? If Kyle Bush has an aneurysm, I will too. Damn it. Um, no, <laughs> like his mannerisms, uh, the way he conducts himself, the way he holds himself uh, accountable, all that stuff. I, I really like watch that. I've been watching that since I was in fourth grade. So I know what Kyle Busch is like capable of. We all know what Kyle Busch is capable of. He has 223 career NASCAR wins, uh, two championships. He's the only active race car driver in the Cup Series that has more than one championship in the Cup Series. Um, he's a hot commodity. commodity. Um, if you think he's not going to have a ride next year, you're just you're just straight up dumb i agree we're gonna move on we're gonna have some questions yeah we have one two three four five six oh good questions today yeah good let's, let's try not to go mar uh, marathon on these all right okay. let's do it we got uh these are all from tell from the estate we have I'll two from caitlin and four from three I absolutely love that podcast, by the way. Like, shout out to them for being so uh, interactive with us, and we definitely appreciate that. You know, they're the only ones that have really sent their, uh, besides your wife, um, you know, they're the only ones that really have interacted with us. Uh, not mean like just sending questions and stuff. So we really appreciate that. We uh, we appreciate. Yeah, we've had all a couple of our, others too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we These are consistent. All of our uh, podcasting uh, drafting partners. And shout out to Drew. I'm going to uh, find me some spam. And I'm going to try spamming eggs one more. You're all disgusting. You <laughs> keep that stuff over there in the Alabama, um, Ohio area. Y'all freaking weird. <laughs> if you like to eat spam, that's just weird. My wife said it was pretty good. It's just really salty. Well, add her to the list, too, because, man, that's yep. just weird. <laughs> the the, cheap, the cheap man steak. Let's see. <laughs> Caitlin asks, what is the silliest penalty people get dinged for? Oh, Wow. Just I got straight out of the right off the top of my head. Um, wow, hang on. I have to silliest uh, penalty because it's this is coming after um, the, the, Joe, the Joe Gibbs thing where they had a little tape on the nose that wasn't supposed to be there and they got penalized for it. A <laughs> hundred points was, I think, well, at the same time, like. They they were caught. Cheating. They knew what they were doing. They know what they were doing. It wasn't just random tape to actually no. got left behind. No, they that tape is not allowed on the front end of these cars right now. And there was tape on the front end of the car. It's a clear black and white rule. I believe I posted a picture of the mm -hmm. on our Instagram. Uh, I think I posted on Twitter as well. Um, it's just so you would think it's absolutely insignificant. Um, anyways, to get back to the question, but they ran one too, so it wasn't that insignificant. <laughs> <laughs> right, but at the same time, you're, Denny Hamlin had what four seconds on the lead? Or they on, ran one two. I'm just saying you can't say you can't say that little thing of tape was going to help him that that much. They you can't say it didn't though. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference. But you know what? I don't know. I don't work in NASCAR, so I don't know how effective that would be. So I'm, do you think right now that's your answer? Tape on the nose? No, no. Because we've been having tape on those for years, and all of a sudden we can't do it now. Yeah, no, um, that wouldn't be it. That was just, you know, they were just trying to get away with something. They got caught. Um, <sighs> hmm. I got one. You want me to go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. The yellow line rule. I. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, the out-of-bounds rule at Daytona and Tyler. That's the dumbest thing. I definitely, And it's caused yeah. so much controversy. Yes, I. Uh, that was exactly where my my mind went first, but I kind of just thought that there would be something else, uh, a little bit more strict than that. But I don't think so. I think that's going to no. be my answer too. Yeah, that's it. Basically, the rule is uh, there's an out of bounds line, 
at Daytona and Talladega because of the high banking. They don't want you uh, dipping below the yellow line out of the racing groove on the straightaways and forcing everybody back up in the racing line um, going into the corner because of the transition mm. of the banking, the flat and the high banked right. corners. So to get rid of that, they said, no, you can't go below the WL line. And they have that at three tracks now. They added that at Atlanta. Mm. Atlanta is really dumb, personally. That's really dumb in Atlanta because the racing is so narrow there anyway now, as it is. And, I, would, um, I would agree with that. The, at Daytona and Talladega, it's cost so much junk because the rule is you can't go below the yellow line to advance your position unless you are forced below the yellow line, but then you still have to come back above. Like, you can't go below the yellow line at all. You'll get right. dinged. If you advance your position, you have to drop back. Right. You have to give that position back up. And they have let people slide mm-hmm. going below it that really weren't forced under there. I remember Dale Jr. won a race one year when he was not forced under, and he went under. What? And then, yeah, you know, <laughs> come on. And then Regan Smith, I was there this year, mm. went underneath Tony, and Tony blocked him all the way down below the yellow line, and Regan Smith won the race, and Tony got the credit for the win because Regan got disqualified. Yeah. Like when the, uh, Regan was clearly pushed below the line. Yeah, he was absolutely pushed. Like, no question about it. Yeah, and then a couple of years ago, Hamlin went dodging everybody below the line. Yeah. And they dinged <laughs> dang Matt Benedetto for pushing him below the line when he did not do that. So it's it's such a stupid rule, and they just need to get rid of it altogether. They, Dale Jr. said it best. We've crashed more cars under this yellow line rule than cars we would have not crashed yeah, without it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not absolutely. doing its job. It needs to go away. Uh, one more from Caitlin. Which current drivers need to hang up their uniforms? Ooh, Kevin Harvick, Kurt Busch. Well, uh, Kevin Harvick just won. Well, he's still old. <laughs> Kevin Harvick, Kurt Busch, uh, Martin Truex. He's not going to win. Yeah, race. Martin Truex. Well, he's he's going to win he's, one more. He's not going to win. He's done. Just wait for my picks. Um, uh, you can't pick him well, because I, I have first pick. I wasn't going to pick him anyways, but mm, I, just I, wanted, I wanted to ensure um, <laughs> controversy when we got there. Um, no more controversy. I'm picking Martin Truex. Just like, okay. You know. okay, fine. I can't pick him anyways. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> no. Um, I got one more One more use of him, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to be really surprised on who I'm going to pick. But uh, Maybe so. Have, you don't have many big names left. Oh, but I but I do. I have one. I have one big name that i haven't even used yet this season but mm. we're gonna get to that here in a minute um what was the question oh who who needs to bring needs to retire uh kurt bush i i wouldn't kurt, really i would not say kurt bush if it wasn't for the last three weeks you wouldn't think so no because he's been oh. consistently there i mean he's wins he wins like one race a year yeah but i mean he's good lord I don't, he's fun to watch he's consistent he doesn't have a bad attitude like harvick does harvick. You know, he doesn't harvick has a bad attitude you think so yeah, he's not he's not fun to watch. Oh, me personally, he's not fun to watch. Well, he's, he's always complaining and moaning about John. Just yeah, he's an old he's an old man now. He he acts like an old man. He needs to go away. Yeah, he definitely. Kurt Busch acts yeah. like a twenty five year old. Oh, okay. I, like yeah, I'll, a I'll seasoned veteran twenty five year old. If if that makes any any sense, like he has a good attitude now. <laughs> yeah, now <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. He didn't when he. No, he didn't before, you know, but, but yeah, now that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's so many of them uh, just right off the top of my head that I would like to see kind of maybe go away. Um, not mostly, not because I'm not a fan of them, but because there's so much amazing up and coming talent like Ty Gibbs, like uh, Sammy Smith from uh, ARCA KBM, you, get, you know, 
Nick Sanchez in the Arca series, like all these guys have an, are just chowing at the bit to get an opportunity. And you get these older guys like Matt Crafton, who hasn't won a race in Lord, I think Kansas in 2020 or something. Before that, he went on a five year win, winless streak. So I don't understand why he's still there. Harvick, you know, even though he just won this past weekend, like he's not, he's not there anymore. Kurt Busch, I think, is a good candidate to hang it up. Kyle Busch, probably in the next five years, I think. I'll be on Kyle Busch's side of, hey, maybe you should just go enjoy being a father yeah. and a team owner. He's um, getting there, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. So, good question. I like that. I I still feel Martin Truex is not going to win in a race. Truex, yeah. Man, he's struggling, isn't he? I think um, I think I would put him on, on the fourth and final car in Joe Racing, and that's saying a lot. He, he had a good couple of years there. He really yeah. did. He, like, he was always pretty consistent. You're always rooting for him, and then he mm-hmm. finally won, and all of a sudden he jumped in the team that had no business winning, and he won the championship. Like, right. whoa, you yeah. know how good is this dude? You know, and then he jumps in Gibbs, and it just—it's slowly. He did win that championship in the '78, right? Yes. Yeah, no business winning a championship. No. And he just he he had some of the best races in history, like in NASCAR history, as far as like performance wise. Right. In that in that car. If you don't think, if you think that they were using a little bit more than just a little tape on the grill, hmm. <laughs> oh my God, that car was cheated up like a mofo. Good Lord, have mercy. Uh, Drew, who is your least favorite driver? Like the heel that you love to root against? Joey Logano, Kevin Hamlin, uh, Kevin Hamlin, or Denny Hamlin? No, go ahead and say Kevin Hamlin because man, Kevin think, Hamlin, yeah, Kevin Hamlin's the crew chief of what? I think I think Kevin Harvey. No, <laughs> I don't know. He, he just a Denny um, Hamlin right now for me. Yeah, Denny Hamlin. I would I would agree with that. This one this one is also from Drew. The next questions are all from Drew. Uh, what settings do you use to not make NASCAR Heat Five too hard but not too easy? So I actually do remember um, this question. Uh, I was actually so the only time I ever listen to my friends' podcasts is either when I'm racing on my PS4 or I'm driving to and from work. Um, I was actually just happened to be um, racing. NASCAR Heat 5 when I heard this question on their podcast. Yeah. So I immediately I won that race and then I went straight to my career, which is what I was racing on, and I restarted it. Because I mean, I had like 1,500 wins and I mean, it was I already had everything. So I wanted to restart my career in NASCAR Heat 5 and instead of like picking race like going to J, JGR or KBM or anything, I just wanted to start my own racing, uh, starting from the dirt all the way to the Cup Series. Um, and to do that, I have uh, setups that I, I put up on the race car, whether it's um, dirt, truck, Xfinity, or cup car. So I have screenshotted every single one of them. I have made my way back up to the truck series. So I have all those setups for him. Uh, I'm just going to eventually get through Xfinity and cup series. And I'm going to send him all my, my setups <clears throat> and my settings and all that stuff. Cause I race my car. Uh, the way I race on NASCAR heat five is as realistic as physically possible. Mm-hmm. So I got that hooked up for him. It would be way, way too long to uh, talk about how much camber I'm putting in my, my race car at Martinsville yeah. versus yeah. Phoenix. You know, I'm not going to go into that, but he will get all that information very, very soon. And oh. as far as like settings for me, I, uh, when it was just with the controller, I tended to not go as hardcore. I, I tended to have a little bit of a help with it. Just because I didn't want to really push it. I just wanted to have fun. And then I got the wheel. Mm-hmm. And when I got the wheel, I was like, no, I got the wheel now. I don't have a little joystick trying to constantly hit 
you know, right. 500 times every corner. Right. I've got the wheel that I can actually steer this car around the track and correct it and stuff like that if it does get loose. Right. So I put it on as realistic as possible also with no assists and everything now. Yeah, it's a lot more fun Yeah. now with a wheel than I don't, it was with a controller. I don't have a wheel. I've only been working with controller this entire time. So um, it is way challenge. It's way more challenging with a joystick than a mm -hmm. steering wheel. Uh, if, you wanna, if you want to get into it's not as fun. Right. It's not as fun. If you want to get into you really want to feel like you're in the race car, go get a wheel. Um, that's, oh my gosh, amazing. With good but, force feedback. Yes. Because you can really feel the uh, tire scrape on the racetrack. And the wheel reacts to you bumping into the wall and bumping into other, other cars and stuff like that, too. Really? Mm -hmm. well, that's awesome. I'm an, I've never raced on a wheel. Um, I have some offers, some friends um, here in town that race at Humboldt and they're like, Oh man, I have a iRacing simulator and, and we need to get you over here. And I just haven't done it yet. Um, but yeah, I'm NASCAR 55, man. I'm, I'm hard to beat. <laughs> a couple of things real quick about uh, racing games. There's a uh, world of outlaws game that's coming mm, up pretty soon. Yes. And it's made by the iRacing actually bought this company and it's under the iRacing umbrella. Yes. That this console game's coming out on. And I'm looking forward to that. Yes. It's probably not going to be a $60 release either. These are typically like $40 releases, mm -hmm. $30 releases, something like that. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be $39.99. Hello, Mac. I hear you back there. Hi, Mac. <laughs> um, not recording during the night. He's in the house with me today. Yeah. But so he'll make a cameo here. In, in once oh, in a while. that's all right. And also, Nintendo Switch has a new NASCAR next gen game coming out. It's labeled right now as NASCAR Rivals. It's set to come out in October. Really? Don't know if that name is sticking, but it's it's basically a NASCAR Heat game uh, ported to the Switch. Uh, they did it last year too, but this is, uh, I, from what I understand, it's basically a NASCAR Heat game that's been ported to the Switch, and it's going to have the next-gen car with new paint jobs and everything. Really? Uh, it's probably not going to be as graphically detailed because it's on the switch mm -hmm. and it's probably not going to go into as much detail in career mode as some of these things are. It doesn't even look like it has like a Spinity cup dirt, any of that kind of stuff on it either. Okay. I don't care if it does or not. Yeah. Honestly, if it's a really good, uh, career mode, which it does have a career mode, it just might not go as deep as some of these other ones do. Right. But I, if, I think you can build your own team or, jump right into an existing team, just like, you know, just like the, uh, the newer games on the other consoles. Mm -hmm. And it added something back that is not in ignition 21 and that's tire wear and fuel consumption. Oh yeah. There you go. Where you can change that. So in a shorter race, you can make pit stops instead of just worried about a full fuel run, you know, or fuel, uh, a tire run. Yeah. Because uh, man, that's not an ignition 21. That is so stupid. That is, there's, oh man, I'll tell you what, there's a lot that's going on. <laughs> in you heard that, didn't you? I did, yes. That was amazing. I, I tried so hard. <laughs> I tried so hard to like steer away from it. But Just anyway. <laughs> oh my God, please keep that in. He's <laughs> just hacking up in the background. It's fine. He's fine. He just he sheds and he he gets 
hair in his mouth and he just hacks it up once in a while. He's all right. <laughs> What's funny is I do the same thing right before we start recording every time. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a lot of <laughs> issues with the NASCAR ignition. Um, you couldn't, oh man, I don't know. You, just, you couldn't put a setup on, you just run 32nd all. That's- Right, you couldn't you couldn't uh, do setups, could you? They just have no. loose tight, all that. It didn't yeah. have like yeah. Oh, that's Man, stupid. What a bad game. I tried I, I really hope it gets fixed. I raced it for six months. I gave it the best six months of its life and man, I, I finally got to a point where I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> we have a switch. I'm really considering I'm gonna watch some playthroughs of, yeah. of the new game and I'm like, if it's the next gen game, you know, with the next gen cars and all that mm-hmm. stuff, I'm gonna get it. Because it looks like a $40 game right now. Yeah, for sure. I have not heard any sort of rumors or news about, an, well. No, what? there's nothing this year. There's uh, not going to be anything. When did the ignition come out? Last year. Last year? It was either last year or early this year. But I wanted to say it was last year because it's 21. There's there's nothing 22 about it. That's true. I don't know. I'm going to have to do some research on that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just... <sighs> I'm okay with driving Na- or with racing NASCAR Heat Five. Uh, I think a lot I, of a lot of people are. I wish there would be some kind of next gen download for it, but yeah. I understand there's not because they want to, you know, sell the new game. It's just bad game. Couple that are not NASCAR related. Uh, what has been the most challenging thing you've encountered with a podcast? Uh, maybe <gasps> scheduling. Honestly, hey, <laughs> I didn't. Are you even done? Know. I heard it, but I didn't. It wasn't <laughs> the first one. Um, no, I think uh, obviously scheduling would be would be a, the big big one. You know, with me switching, you know, here and there and whatever. Um, now I, I go from what was it? Um, what was it like eight in the morning to seven at night? Uh, mm-hmm. Now now I'm going to. T- two it's or like four o'clock two to midnight or something like that, right? No, it's uh, as far as when you have to leave. Yeah, it's going to be, f- I have to be clocked in at 4 p.m. And I won't get off until 2 a.m., but it, I drive Ooh. at 55 miles to get there, 55 miles home. So, um, yeah, so I have a lot of time. <laughs> I have a lot of time. I, obviously, I won't be in a, a big hurry to get home at 2 o'clock in the morning with deer and, and with uh, winter right around the corner. So having all these podcasts really help a lot. But uh, one big thing I want to do is I, you know, trying to not really trying to pull the curtain behind, you know, of our podcast, but you're the one that really does all the work. Um, you do all the editing, you do all the recording, you do. Um, I, I have more free time right now. I mean, I might right. not eventually because right. I am actively looking for something, hopefully a stay at home job. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking for stuff, but that, that, that's, that's just cause really I have, a, I have a little more free time, especially at night. Right. And, and now, you know, like I want to learn how to do that. I want to learn how to edit and stuff. And I, I was actually going to bring it up to you out um, off air, but I guess we can go ahead and talk about it now. I kind of want to take a stab at editing episode 18. Sure. I don't know. And now let me tell you, I have no, I absolutely no idea what <laughs> I'm doing. I don't know if I have the right setup or I don't know if I have the right laptop. It's just what I do pull it way back. We're on the, the uh, program called Alitu. It's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, it's an easier way that's, I don't have to buy anything extra. It's all online where I can just bring him right into a call yeah. and he doesn't have to have a, an account or anything. I can just give him a link and he'll link right to it Yeah, and I can record audio and it's both together. I don't have to record separate channels 
and then it saves the audio and I can go into that and build an episode from Alatu right there. And you can uh, crudely edit. You can't like splice a lot of stuff, but you can cut things and mm -hmm. make its own little thing and move it around and, you know, in the separate, you can get really detailed if you want to, but it's complicated. Yeah. I tend to just cut the gaps. Right. Exactly. I want to, uh, and, and we're also talking, and we're, we're going to get into this a little bit later with our podcasting uh, drafting partners. But you know, trying to do the, the, you know, those that little idea that I had with our podcasting mm -hmm. drafting partners. I want to learn how to do that. You know, you're going to have to like select it and then you know drop it in throughout the the conversation that we have. So um, stuff like that, man. I really want to, I really want to figure it out. I really want to kind of take a lot of you, you know. So I want to be there to kind of help. So. Definitely wanting to jump into the editing side of things just to take a little bit of. Um, so goes into the last question. What would you like to add down the line to the podcast? Yes, that's a good one. I think it would be really easy with Alatu also because I could just email them a link. Right. And they can pop right into this. Actually, you know, once I get a little bit more financially on my feet and stuff, I want to, you know, upgrade equipment. Um, I want to have like an actual headset that goes over my head, not just in my ears. Uh, I want to get a really cool microphone and uh, I want to get two of them just in case, you know, I know a lot of people in racing in Kansas. You know a lot of people in racing in. I'd love for, you know, some of my friends to come over and to my house and we can have a conversation about racing and nascar and, and have guests on on the podcast even people in the fig life you know drew Vince maybe mm -hmm. have like a little podcast mix-up you know we had conversations about another podcast that is um actually coming back on thursday i think at first i was super excited to, to do this podcast and then i don't know just week after week i get way more excited to do this podcast even though we have like what seven listeners um <laughs> we look we get good 20 30 downloads of episode okay we're okay so we're getting there we're getting know, it's growing it's growing a little bit right we're, we're getting there. and so i just eventually like i have no i don't know about you but i have no interest in um you know slowing down on this podcast uh nah. you know i don't know when it comes to sure if we're gonna make this a seasonal podcast oh we can find something to talk about exactly so um, I'm perfectly fine with doing this every single week for the rest of my life. I'm so excited about this. I love talking about NASCAR racing, diecast cars, all that stuff. Um, even if we don't have a huge following, it's still like therapeutic for me. So um, I'd love to add, you know, guests would probably be my number one answer. Well, I didn't answer the last question. I also would say schedule, but if oh, my dog yeah. is around, working around my dog is fun too. <laughs> Just randomly dragging his bed out from his room and in here with me. And I took his collar off so he wouldn't make as much noise today, but he's still chewing up his toys and he's, you know, licking the couch for some reason. I don't know what he's doing that for. And he's hawking up stuff. <laughs> Every dog is allowed on this show. Like if you have a dog, like we want, we want them on the show. This isn't it. barking or anything right now. Something I was thinking about doing with the podcast later is maybe not just doing one episode a week, one long hour and a half, mm. two hour episode a week, maybe break it up mm. and do little short things. Maybe, I don't know, it, it might work, it might not work, but maybe instead of one hour and a half for you know every Friday or whatever day it, it, it ends up being on, maybe we can do something after a race. Yes. And record our instant thoughts and that'll be a 20 minute thing that gets yeah. uploaded on monday or tuesday and then 
or maybe we'll do that and it gets uploaded right away. And while we're in that same recording session, we can record another episode and yeah. get uploaded maybe Thursday or Friday. Mm -hmm. And then maybe there'll be something that gets loaded, uploaded Sunday morning before the race. Like we could take our episode and break it up into two or three spots and it gets uploaded two or three times a week. Or like a, like so, a, so I mean like a 20 or 30 minute segment each time. Kind of like a free Patreon episode yeah. almost. But you know, like a, like a review show first and then midweek will be any questions or any other news stories that we come across. And then yeah. uh, Saturday or Sunday before the race starts, oh. it'll be a preview. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just an idea. I mean, I have it all listed out in episode numbers, but that doesn't mean weeks. It doesn't have to be weekly. It's like 17A, 17B, 17C. It doesn't have to be like that. It could be 17, 18, 19. Yeah. You don't have to go once a week to have episode numbers. We could be on episode 40 right now, 17 weeks in. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just an idea to keep things, instead of being two hours long each time, upload them two or three times a week. Absolutely. I'm perfect. More downloads, small, small little shows. I don't know. Absolutely. Just a thought. That was our questions. And we're running a little long, not too bad. Uh, we're going to go in and get into Richmond. Mm -hmm. Richmond is this weekend. We have a, some good races coming up. Yeah. Isn't the schedule Richmond, Watkins, Glen, Daytona? Yes. Man, those are just like some of my favorite tracks. Yeah, and I still don't have a TV to watch, so I'm missing out on everything. Well, I mean, at least <laughs> Sunday night, Monday morning, the whole race pretty much gets put on YouTube, right? So, But I don't have a way to watch YouTube either. <laughs> And you can watch it on your phone. Yeah, but good lord, I'm not gonna. Or your laptop. Oh, well, that's true too. Yeah, I can, I can use my laptop. That'd be a little bit better. Yeah. I you you've got ways to see it after the fact. Yeah, you that's do. true. I never you thought just about can't that. Maybe watch it live, but <sighs> you know, if it's not on network TV, you can't even get a little cheap TV with rabbit ears anymore. Yeah, I actually tried everything's that. on it's, USA. Yeah, unfortunately. So Richmond this weekend, it used to be the cutoff race before the chase. Mm -hmm. uh, fun times when that happened. I remember Jeremy Mayfield winning his way in one year. Uh, I think I also remember Michael Waltrip, that whole uh, spin gate thing happened oh. in Richmond. What, Clint Boyer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, isn't your arm? And like 10 seconds later, he spins. Like, okay. Try, trying, to, trying to get a spot for his teammate, and it wound up costing them big time yeah and then like after the fact they were you know whoever the reporter was for clint warrior was like hey you know did you spin out on purpose like, oh no no my hand uh, i don't know my hand got tired i don't know my hand uh, some, you know it's like okay <laughs> shut up <laughs> you're fine they were Just, such, such a cheating team goodness oh, man. That team was such a cheater team rocket fuel yeah <laughs> come on <laughs> jeez louise they found the res residue in the carburetor <laughs> for rocket fuel <laughs> in NASCAR, bro. Come on, <laughs> man! Quit scratching my couch. I don't. I don't remember how that. Uh, I don't remember how that. You know, went. Did he? Uh, he added rocket fuel. Michael Walter put rocket fuel in his mm -hmm. own cup car. Did yeah. he? Was he was either really really fast and like way faster than everybody else or he was like he didn't make it no you didn't <laughs> notice know. it you didn't notice it it wasn't no different i mean they were still mid-pack right because his team wasn't never really super fast anyway like the 56 was okay sometimes and the 15 was okay sometimes but neither one of them were like tearing it up or anything it was yeah. just they were just okay it, it's just they were one of the first toyota teams you know so they had that whole 
all that backing and stuff. But yeah, which is really sad if you're going to add rocket fuel and you're still, you know, going to 15th. You know, that's yeah, <laughs> that's something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Stop chewing up my chair. You're making too much noise when you do that. Yeah, Ethan, I'm talking to you. Oh, um, yeah. I'll yeah. stop. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite chair so, to chew on. Richmond is funny. They've uh, changed their track format once before, like a long time ago. I, you probably never watched the race in the old format. I don't believe so. Yeah, this is the fairgrounds, Richmond Fairgrounds Raceway. It's that famous one where Daryl Waltrip and Dale Earnhardt got into it, where Dale hooked them straight into the wall. And Kyle Petty went by everybody and won the race in the Seven Eleven car way back in the day. It was like '88. Yeah, I have no idea. '87, I think. I think it was '87 or '86 because he was in the Wrangler car. Then they changed to a uh, three-quarter mile racetrack mm-hmm. with a trial in the front. And Rusty Wallace did really good at this track when I was a kid. I remember Dale Jarrett did pretty good at this track. Uh, Ricky Rudd did really good at this track. Kevin Harvick's won here a few times. My pick for this weekend, I'm going to go ahead and get into it. All I right. said it earlier, it's Martin Truex. Nice. And I know I said it's not. Be, you know, he's not going to win a race. I don't think he's going to win this race. I don't think he's going to win ever again. But I do think he's going to be solid. Mm. Because the last the stats I looked at after the fact, it said 2021 20, and and back but he had the most wins and most top fives in the last five races from 2021 and back really and i'm not sure how he did in 2021 and and they raced at richmond earlier this year didn't they yes yeah i don't remember who won that race honestly but i i i uh do think that if martin truex is going to have a solid day it's going to be here so he's going to be my pick for this weekend okay what you got anybody in mind? You said you had I a big do. one. I do. I have a big one. And you know what? I, surprisingly, I have not picked this person at all this season. And I, I don't know. I feel like that's a lie because I'm pretty sure I've said his name several times. But I don't think I've ever picked him. I'm going to go with the driver that is putting NASCAR on fire right now. The driver, the number one, Ross Chastain. You have not picked Chastain. I have not. Not once. Shame on me. Yeah. So... Uh, definitely, you know, I don't know why. I just, I guess he just kind of kept on well, slipping my mind. But he's had a bad couple of races the last three, actually. At Pocono, he got crashed out by Hamlin. Mm-hmm. At Indy, he did that little shortcut thing that wasn't really a shortcut, it was like an access road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, that irritated me because they said in the driver's meeting, according to a bunch of drivers, that there would be no penalty for taking that if you have to get out of a tough situation, which he was in a tough situation because if he would have continued, he'd been in the grass because the guy that, that went on beyond him was in the grass and he was on the outside of him. So he would have been definitely in the grass and wrecked. So he made an attempt to slow down that corner. He saw what was going to happen. He says, Nope. And he just took off, went through that, uh, little side area on the track. Mm-hmm. And they said because of the way that's all situated, there would be no penalty if yeah. you have to bail and take that. Well, he did that, and they penalized him anyway. Well, because uh, it was Ross Chastain. Man, well, they also who was that? Austin Dillon that followed him. Austin Dillon did it too, and he got penalized as well. Did he? Because yes. I didn't hear that. Yes, he definitely got penalized. Uh, uh, I mean, I didn't like that. I did not like that. I, I didn't like the move. 
that true or tricks uh chastain i didn't like how any of them was taking that access road because and maybe this is just me not um having having the you know capability of watching it live um Mm -hmm. i always was told you know i always figured out it was if you leave the racing circuit or the 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 surface that's a penalty so i saw it happen and i said okay well that's easily a penalty for both of those drivers and they came back and they said, oh we don't know if he's on the lead lap or you know if he's if he's it's nascar's fault oh absolutely they made it to where it wasn't a penalty right they said in the driver's meeting, because of how that little access road is set up, where you pretty much have to stop and make a complete you know, 90-degree corner on a one-lane little road, right. that they weren't going to penalize you if you had to do that. Right. And if Chastain didn't do that, he was going to be in the grass. It comes to what I was kind of preaching about a, a couple weeks ago, is NASCAR needs to be consistent. Yes, yeah. this, this is BS. This is not this is not fun for us to watch. You know, our favorite drivers, you know, oh, okay, cool. Like, oh, he had to, you know, he was forced off the road. He had to take the access roads. Okay, hey, cool. Now he's battling for a win. No, no, like NASCAR, you have to be more consistent. I don't understand. You know, I don't even I'm questioning everything now. And I've been you know, obviously you and I have both been lifelong NASCAR fans. I don't know what's a legal move and what's not. Mm-hmm. it's it's confusing and that you know a best way the best way to take all the situation out is either make the turn one of the indie road course a little bit better or just take it out of the freaking lineup like who, why, why do we have to go to the indie road course i don't I understand say it. you take the road course out completely turn the cars around and go on the big track yes like i don't okay yeah so uh, the the biggest concern was, oh, well, you know, if we went to the oval again, we'd have 19 second wins. Okay. Yes. That's part of racing. Like that. I don't understand why that that's an mm-hmm. issue. Plus this new race car, we have no idea how it's going to work on the, on the oval. Why not go to a test session and see what it's like? You know, I don't know. I just, uh, road racing is not my thing. I love watching NASCAR, you know, hit left and right turns and stuff. Obviously, street course in Chicago is not what I want to see. I don't want to see all these road courses. Like, I love NASCAR for the whole turning left and whatever. But um, just take it out of the whole freaking lineup. I don't mind some road courses. I think uh, – I keep wanting to say serious point. I think Sonoma is fun. It's yes. not always a great race. Right. Mac, please stop. <laughs> I love Mac. So. He's not even supposed to be on the couch, but I'm letting him up there right now just because it keeps him quiet. But now he's not quiet, so now I'm getting up aggravated. I don't mind Sonoma because I think sometimes it's fun. Mm-hmm. And I really like Watkins Glen. I think that is the best track because it races more like an oval. It yeah. races more like a speedway to me yeah. than it does a road course. Absolutely. A lot of speed, hard braking into corners. A lot of speed, hard. There's not any like technical stuff really at Watkins Glen. You got an S's section. Yeah. And they added an interlude because that one corner was too fast and JD McDuffie died that year. Mm-hmm. For the most part, it's a super speedway, a lot of fast racing and a lot of good racing. So, and a lot of chances for chaos too. Let me ask you this What is the, what is the perfect amount of, of road courses in a NASCAR Cup Series schedule? Well, I think six is too much. Well, yeah. I also don't mind the Roval just because it's so weird. Yeah, I don't mind the Roval, and that's it's, what it's weird. I don't like Daytona's Roval, oh. but Charlotte's Roval, I don't mind that. It's, it's weird. If I had to choose, I would get rid of except for um, Sonoma, 
Watkins Glen and the uh, Charlotte Roval. I agree with that. I think though that would be the perfect amount because it's not going to be. It's like an absurd. You know, oh, we have to turn right this time. Okay, cool. It's we don't do it very often, so they got these guys can't get really. So you know, it takes another level to get to that point of winning at a road course, um, and now it's just you're seeing people who like um, Michael McDowell. You know, he's mm-hmm. up there every road course, and it's like maybe it's just because these guys are getting way too used to it. You know, narrow it back down. Don't go to Chicago. Like, that's so stupid. Go to Chicago Land Speedway. I don't know. I just there's a lot of things going on with NASCAR that I'm just not a big fan of. Yeah, I'm with you. Three, I think, is the number. I think half of what we yeah. got now, I don't, I don't like six of them. Yeah, because I don't even like two or three of them at right. all. Too as much. As far as that goes, like, yeah. I don't like Road America. I don't like Coda. I don't like Indy. the Indy one. Mm-hmm. Daytona. I don't like the Daytona one, but yeah. they're not really doing that right now anyway. Yeah. They they did it last year or the 2020. Did they do it last year at the Clash? Mm, yes. Um 20 Kyle Bush won 2021 mm-hmm. and that was I think the first one with the road course. And they wound up it was 2021 that they wound up having a uh actual race thereafter, didn't they? Like wasn't it the Daytona 500 and then the next week it was a road course? Yes. Yes, it was that same year. So How weird. The Bush Clash. Okay, so they did the duels on the Oval of Daytona. Mm -hmm. Then they did the Clash on the road. Then they did the Daytona 500. And then the very next week, they went back to the Daytona road course. It's like, whoa, that is uh, so... too much. Way too much. Too much. I mean, you wouldn't even want that many races at Daytona. You're like, okay, I love Daytona, but... You know, right? Good lord, let alone the road course added in there with it, right? But uh, Richmond coming up this weekend, I think the next three weeks are going to be fantastic, yeah. And I do think we're going to see 17 winners, absolutely. I I don't know, I think we will. I, you know, last week or last time we spoke, I was like, oh no, it's not going to happen. Well, Well, there's three right off the top of my head that could easily win. Bubba Wallace could easily win Daytona. Yes. Especially right now, he's got momentum. Oh, yeah. A lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. He could easily win Daytona. McDowell could easily win Watkins Glen or Daytona. Ryan Blaney is a beast of super speedways as well. Yes, he is. Truex is solid at Richmond. Mm-hmm. He's probably not going to be as solid on at Watkins Glen or Daytona. Just it isn't there right now. But he's solid at Richmond. Things go the right way. You never know what could happen with that either. Right. And Daytona could always produce anybody. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I actually have my pick for Daytona already um, in my mind. And I know, oh, man, it's it's off the wall pick. And But I think you'll understand it when we get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't think really anything on Super Speedway is, Super Speedway is that off the wall. Right. To tell you the truth, especially with this new car. Because that's true. Just, you never know. That's true. I think that's going to close out the show this week. We want to thank our a uh, our, our drafting partners, so Absolutely. Speak, podcast drafting partners, uh, Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast and Drunk Wrestling History. Those two are connected a little bit, not kind of a little bit. Same host of one of them. Great shows. Love those two. Um, those two shows. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff and Scott. They kind of think there's only two road courses in NASCAR right now. Though. <laughs> oh. I wish there was only two road courses in NASCAR, but we have six of these things. Me too. Um. They turn right a lot more than you think they do nowadays. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, doing the favor with Eric and Barry. I, I like that podcast. It's uh, on hiatus, but they're going to come mm-hmm. back eventually. I'm pretty sure once the sports get kicking in, 
they're going to come back. And I can't wait. I hope they do because uh, DirecTV is giving us Sunday ticket for free this year. So get to watch all the NFL. Oh, oh. nice. Wow. That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. That means I'm looking for a, uh, I'm looking for a um, fantasy league to jump in because oh. I can actually watch all the football. It's more fun when I can watch all the football. Oh, for sure. Pay yeah. extra for it. Uh, Positively pro wrestling podcast. Uh, love that podcast. It's, they always go over so many shows from the past and just fun times to listen to uh, lap traffic podcast, really, mm. really in-depth interviews and uh, discussions on NASCAR and a lot more in depth than what we even we go into. Right, exactly. Shout out to Jason Wolf, a uh, great artist. He also does the uh, Chop Shop, which I have a. He's already mentioned it, so I'm gonna say it. I have a uh, Sparky plug on the oh, way pretty soon. Whoa, a uh, custom Hasbro style figure. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he is. Wait, a, wait, 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 wait. Let I, I just I want to know. We have a mm-hmm. lot of wrestling people fans that listen to us i want to know if anybody knows who that is sparky plug thurman sparky plug yeah like was it, his original name so he this individual uh then came back to as another name a very well a more well-known name than what sparky plug and he was a real race car driver yeah i want to know Bill from talladega alabama i want to know if anybody that listens to us knows who we're talking about and if you do <laughs> tag us on twitter Tag me, tag tag soda, and in the marbles, and a little giveaway ski to give you maybe a <laughs> uh, 2022 Wave One Kyle Busch um, NASCAR Authentic. I'm pretty sure everybody knows who Sparky Plug <laughs> yeah, was. I mean, but first, you know, yeah, that's an easy person, contest to enter. First person to to give me a, a name uh, will win this. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think that'll be fun. Billy again. Or, uh, oops, I just gave out. Uh, <laughs> He didn't actually. You got his name wrong. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Billy Gunn. Yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah. Um, he's also a smoking gun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to shout out also to uh, Outsider Spirit Co. Mm, yes. Uh, great products. I use them all the time with uh, Big Underscore Bane, runs that, who uh, did our intro music and has a new album out of his own. And I know you've listened to it all. Oh. I listened to some of it this morning also. I, I know I you listened you to about it. A stone cold. <laughs> oh, I love it, man! That whole album was fantastic. A lot of people on Twitter or Twitter, TikTok, is not a not seeing seeing it in the same light that I do, um, which is fun because I think Bane is just having a lot of fun with uh, um, over there. But um, yeah, that was a really awesome, awesome. Uh, I think it was his finale in uh, rap, which sucks because. I know he was talking to Breaker Bane, you know, on Breaker Bane's Power Hour, saying that you know he's he's forty years old or something. And, you know, he's he's like, oh, I'm done with that. That sucks. And it kind of gave me a little heat with Bane because how many people, you know, I mean, obviously Bane is really good at, at rapping. Uh, he's a really good rapper, and it sucks because it almost feels like, and I might be shooting here, and and I'm sure you know someone will tell Bane that I'm saying this, but. Uh, it kind of sucks because I really, really enjoy his rap music. Not saying that I wouldn't enjoy any of any of his other type of music, but I was a real, I'm a big, big fan of his rap music. And, you know, it almost sounded like he was letting haters kind of get to him, you know, Oh, I'm 40 years old and I'm doing rap. I don't care. Like that, that music really helps people, especially like me, you know, through like a really hard mental health state. I listened to his music. Gosh, what was his other one? Not stone cold. Um, Oh god, the Halloween one. 
Freaks. Freaks. Yes, I can't. I could not think of it. Freaks. Like Freaks is a really good one, and it wasn't him mm-hmm. rapping, you know. So like his music really helps people, and I don't think he quite understands that. So I have a little bit of heat. A little bit of heat with uh, with Bane on that one, but um, man, whatever he decides to do with his music is amazing. He's a great musician, and and I'll support him no matter what. Uh, go ahead and do your shoutouts, man. Yeah, so speaking of Bane's Power Hour, where one professional wrestler and one rapper, friends since seventh grade, get together and talk everything movies, comics, professional wrestling, and anything that makes you say WTF. Uh, really fun, fun show. Uh, they keep it you know super entertaining with all the current events and stuff of pro wrestling and life in general so go check that out brian breaker goes in professional wrestlers referees managers fans and anyone else that has pro wrestling ties for interactive and insightful conversations on you know it's fake right i've been guests of that uh, i'd love to be going back for round two um sometime soon i I love that show so, so much just because it can go from anywhere, you know, start with wrestling and end with NASCAR, you know, it just doesn't matter. Uh, love that podcast. Also, uh, no hold bar with Bill Benis. Get ready for some no hold bar action with your host, the legendary Bill Benis and his co-host Bane, as they bring you the most insightful pro wrestling podcast ever. I think, are they on sabbatical right now? I believe so. Cause I haven't heard anything. Um, I lately, think but. they're coming back soon though. Oh, I, I sure hope so. Bill Benis is such a legend. Um, speaking of legends, we have uh, Tales from the Estate with Drew and his wife, Caitlin, as they take you on a magical trip <laughs> full of gut-busting gut busting laughter, head-scratching random facts, and their top five favorite things. Um, obviously, I have a lot of love for that. Not not more love for that one than any of the others, but man, like I love that podcast so much to, an, to a point where, I don't know, I'm... I think it would just be really cool to have a podcast like that. doesn't have like a theme, doesn't have like, you know, just, hey, how was your day? Oh, cool. Let's just have random conversation about it. It was so cool. Uh, super, super funny as well. Pulling up a chair, um, a podcast spotlighting anyone who loves pro wrestling, uh, action figures, including customizers, creators, collectors, and people that's actually in the business. Um, Tim at a chair shot on Twitter, such a good uh, podcast on that one. So go check that out. Obviously I uh, want to shout out Rowdy energy, the official energy drink of in the marbles with soda and Ethan. And that is all I got. We want to thank everybody for listening to this week's show. If you would please rate and review us on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcast. We'd greatly appreciate that. You can email the show at in the marbles pod at gmail.com for any questions or anything whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Also, find us on uh, all our social media accounts. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at In the Marbles Pod, and you can also find us on Facebook. Check out whatamaneuver.net. Go to the top left corner of the, the screen, and you'll search by stores. Scroll down and search for In the Marbles, and there's our shirts. Really good designs, I feel like. Um, check them out. It's a great way to support the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, all that said, uh, anything you want to add before we get out of here? Um, really fast with, you know, we were talking about our po- podcasting drafting partners. Um, you know, I don't want to give too much out. I don't know how much you want to give out. Um, I had this idea and I reached out to, uh, fully posable doing the favor. Uh, I think PPW, um, tails, you know, it's fake breaker and Baines. Uh, I think Bill Benis and pulling up a chair. Um, you guys know what I'm talking about. I sent you guys some messages uh, a couple weeks ago. So if you guys can get that together and send it over to us, um, we would love to uh, get started on that little project that we have. So um, other than that, peace, love, and all the above. All right. We'll see you next time in the marbles.